Mature, Mature content. content. Listener discretion is advised. And blessings, fellow journeying tarot nerds. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to the TV and Tarot Talk podcast, where we chill, chat, and tarot. I am your host, Naya Thrice. And I'm Meg Watson. The aim of this podcast is to explore tarot in a chill, casual, and fun way through the lens of TV and pop culture. TV and Tarot Talk podcast is meant to be a safe place to explore concepts, as stories and shows can serve as a shared experience to build an understanding from. For this set of The Walking Dead episodes, we will only be covering the 22 major arcana cards and a few bonus episodes sprinkled in before deep diving into another TV series. This is a rewatch spanning the whole of the AMC's The Walking Dead universe, so beware because spoilers are ahead. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Warning! 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 Spoiler! And now for your hosts. Oh, hang on, my cat's trying to get out of the bedroom. And this is episode eight. In today's episode, we will be exploring the strength card. <laughs> we totally got your cat meowing. Oh, thank God. Just now, I I just let it ride and I said, and this is episode eight. <laughs> That's, I mean, that can have worked out. We couldn't have planned that at all. At all. No. Casey, <laughs> you're a rock star. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Hi, Meg. Hi, Naya. <laughs> and hello, listeners. Oh my goodness. We really couldn't have planned that. That was just, that was just too perfect. Um, Everybody in my cat, Asa. Right? He's adorable. <laughs> and my cats, I have truly kept them out of the room because they can be mouthy, but they're being lazy today. So. <laughs> Um, all right, so what decks are you currently working with? Um, well, for my dailies, I'm working with the Tabula Mundi Mini, one of my favorite decks. And then I've just been kind of going through some of my decks. I'm weeding stuff out right now, so not necessarily using them, but, you know, flipping through a few. yeah. Um, I am currently using the Robledo Dodal for my dailies. Mm. That's a beautiful deck. Oh my God. The cardstock and the size of it. It's just like (laughs) the perfect specimen for me. (laughs) I'm a little bit obsessed. (laughs) It always. I I like a good tactile feel to a deck. Like if it doesn't have that cardstock, I'm not 
super likely to reach for it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's what I've been using. And then in terms of like reading, like other kinds of readings, I've been using um, this might hurt. Oh, how are you liking that one? I like it. It's really easy to read. It, the the, the mm-hmm. images are very clear. It's colorful without... How can I explain this? It's easy. It's just easy to read with. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. It checks all the boxes for me when it when it really comes yeah. down to it. It's an it's a RWA... Uh, R, uh, Ryder Waite Smith based deck. Um, mm-hmm. And there's nothing to... That, that goes uh, too far off course for it to be like difficult to have to learn how to read with it on a visual, mm-hmm. on a visual level. So yeah, really, really, really um, enjoyed my experiences with that one. And that, that one I'm just starting to, you know, um, get on with like in terms of uh, usage and I like it a lot. I don't know. What decks are you looking forward to using? Like maybe next month or just like in general like your next deep dive with a deck you know i haven't picked one yet um i did recently get the mythic tarot which i'm very excited to play with because i love liz green yeah and i love my greek mythology so that one is um i think that's going to be more of a study deck than a use deck yeah i can see that I had that one a long time ago, but I opted to pay it forward. Like I read the book and everything, but yeah, it be- mm-hmm. it was like that. It was like a little bit of a study deck for me, but I was like, I'm not really going to use it. Is there somebody out there that's going to use it? This was a while back though. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little pre-Emily banter for you guys to see what we got <laughs> going on in our tarot situation. Um, don't really have any crazy housekeeping items. Just, you know, um, just share the love. Let people know if you really enjoy the podcast, you know, because eventually what will happen is we'll have more shows that we've discussed and then you can lure your non-tarot friends to become tarot (laughs) friends through this podcast. So share the love. That's our secret aim. That's what we're really after. That's the truth. (laughs) We're trying to make converse out of everybody. Um, We are a gateway podcast. That's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe, give us some feedback, you know, five stars on the uh, Apple iTunes thing. That would be great if you could do that. Um, And then we have a send voicemail button on taronerds.com where you can send up to a 90 second voice message. Um, and you don't have to download anything. No special equipment is needed. Um, but if you want to participate in the discussion for an episode, just let us know what you're And you can do that anonymously, right? They can. Or do you have to, like, put it in email? Okay. Oh, well, it, yeah. When you hit the button, it'll say record or it'll ask you to put your name and your email address. You don't have to put your email address, but you could just put, like, a first name or something. That way we know who we're okay. referencing, yeah. at least. And then, yeah. And then we can... You know, plug it into the episode. So maybe start having some listener feedback feedback episodes. That would be really fun to yeah to do. Was that? You had your moments. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> he is performing right now. 
<sighs> okay. Keywords for the strengths card. Make. Okay. Keywords. We have courage, compassion, instinct and control, endurance, focus, inner strength, bravery, leading with love, patience, conscious understanding, and taming of unconscious material, vitality and lust, confrontation with feelings and desires, self-compassion and inner vision, ego strength, fortitude, perseverance, integration of animalistic energies, overcoming old fears and conditionings, uh, vital strength, moral force, self-confidence, uh, self-discipline, and instinct. I think I said instinct twice, but I really like that one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Um, in reverse, you have self-doubt, uh, audacity, weakness, fear, fear, ugh, fearfulness, timidity, uh, and cowardice. As uh, a person... You know, veterinarian, manager, trainer, coach, survivor, wrangler, animal trainer, animal wrangler, <laughs> heroes, athletes, weightlifters, gymnasts, arbitrators, and Zen masters. The astrological zodiac sign of Leo is attributed, and the element is fire. Also, with the with the keywords, well, it's more like. It's more like a, th a theme that I've used before in terms of Leo as a zodiac sign, right? Mm, so yeah. you have very... So if you think about like house cats, you have <laughs> kind of... No, it's it just... It's, I think it's an easy reference. Uh, you, oh, for sure. You have like your very extroverted cats, very self... Like you said, self-confident, owning the space and, you know pushing their will on their owners, you know, <laughs> feed me now, clean my litter, pet my belly, you know, like tell me what to do. And then you have the other kind of um, house cat that's very timid and um, like a scaredy cat kind of, mm -hmm. you know, um, yeah. they jump at everything and, you know, they're so it, like just to paint like a mental picture of like kind of a, a way of possibly remembering kind of outward attribute or the upright yeah, attributes sure. and then the reverse attributes. Yeah. And also I think you have the cats that are more extroverted when it's just you and then get a little shyer when there are strangers around. Um, so it's that kind of instinctual need to feel it out with this individual person one-on-one -on -one basis kind of thing. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that fits really well. Yeah. All right. Now we can connect it to the, to the show you may begin well i think the most obvious right off the bat is going to be ezekiel and shiva like first, and shiva <laughs> that first scene that we see ezekiel he's sitting on the throne with shiva next to him and it's clearly evocative of the strength card heck yeah i mean it's just you can't the visual just boom. Yeah, you can't not see it at all. There's no way if you <laughs> if you are any kind of interested in tarot and you're a beginner, you you see Ezekiel and Shiva and you're like strength card, strength card. And then it just plays it's, out perfectly. Like the entire story of how he saves Shiva, mm -hmm. um, how Shiva saves him, how they work together and um 
yeah, just the, the entire relationship between this man and this animal. Yeah. Uh, we also have, I mean, the fact that it's, you know, the, the Leo card. There is not a more Leo character than Ezekiel. That man is, like like Morgan says, he does his own thing. You know, he's got the, the pageantry, the love of theater. Um, That's the creative aspect, for sure. And he yeah. has a passion for it. And when he speaks, you can feel what he's the getting. The pageantry. Yeah, you can feel what he's getting at. And very much leading with compassion. Yeah. Like this is not a my way or the highway. This is a what's right for the people. It's a gentle conviction. Yeah. You know, it's very it comes from a very loving place for sure. Um he's very reluctant to get into the war. Because yeah. he didn't want to put his I mean, people. He, yeah. He originally bonds with Morgan over Morgan's pacifism that it's like yeah the the strength that it takes to not fight really impresses him and he kind of leans on morgan for that like this is a struggle that i'm going through because i would very much like to fight but you make good points and i have so much respect for the strength that it's taken you to get to this place where you can say no i'm not gonna fight right or I'm not gonna kill. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because all life is precious, and I I I truly believe that that's been Ezekiel's code, uh, mm -hmm. without it being a mantra necessarily. Yeah. Because Morgan had to. It's instinct. Learn this. Need the words for it. Right. 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 Which is funny because just saying Ezekiel is a strength card. I want to try to put it into words, but it's just an instinct. Like you yeah. see him, you can't not instinctually feel that he is representative of that card. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's like. And like um, asking Morgan to teach Ben how to use the staff because he mm -hmm. understands that he needs to play to his people's strengths, that they need to play to their strengths, that it's about finding what's right for them on an individual instinctual basis. Yeah. And what's even, you know, best for his community too, because he kind of lucks out with the savior that's assigned to pick up provisions from Gavin, the kingdom. Yeah. Gavin, he, Gavin by far the chillest of the saviors. Yeah, he doesn't, even when he has to do something, he's like, man, there's freaking kids here. Yeah. Right, we're at the point where the saviors escape the compound and uh, Gavin and his set of saviors goes to the kingdom to capture Ezekiel or whatever it is. And <laughs> Gavin is like doing the speech and he really doesn't want to. Like in, in, he has some form of compassion for human life. Like mm -hmm. he's not as callous as Simon is about about it. Oh, you yeah. know? He's kinda like, look. But he also doesn't have the the moral strength on his own to oppose it. He's like, this is just how it is. Right, right. He's like, just help me, help you help me. Like Yeah. And you know, and everything will be fine essentially and uh but yeah he i mean he looks up because it keeps the kingdom very bustling very um 
flourishing in terms of their production and what they have mm-hmm. and, and their sense of safety. Yeah. The compassion between Gavin and Ezekiel did a lot for the town of the kingdom where they didn't have to know any of that other stuff, you know? Yeah. It's kind of, it's like a, a back to, <laughs> back to the house cat thing where, <laughs> you know, you, you deal with the world, you come home, you feed them, you love, you love them mm-hmm. and you take care of them and they're content, you know, mm-hmm. and that, <laughs> um, and that's a choice that Ezekiel made to handle it that way. And uh, Gavin just had the temperament to, to, for it to play out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think did we did we see e- ego at all for oh yeah the strength card because I was just thinking about because again originally Ezekiel didn't want his people in the war. Then he goes into the war. Mm-hmm. And he loses all his people. Yeah. And he has a really huge, I don't think it was just, he's not like an egocentric person, but his ego took a big blow when all his Mm -hmm. people died. And also Shiva. Yeah. And it's not in terms of ego as like pride. It's ego like your understanding of yourself. Like, he does not know who he is when he loses Shiva. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, like, the last little bit of it, too. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a big deal for him, but in the sequence of events, that was, like, the straw on the camel's back with Shiva. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm just some guy. I'm not your majesty. Oh, and then Jerry, as they're they're fighting the, the walkers together, and it's just the two of them. And Jerry says, get behind me. And Ezekiel's like, no, we fight together. That this is like teamwork. And that's who he is. He doesn't realize that he still knows exactly who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Um, else still knows. (laughs) Especially Jerry. Oh, man. I always feel real bad for Ezekiel during that, uh, you know. Yeah. he He just takes a whole hit. And that's hard. Well, and we've talked and about it before that, that uh, you you totally buy that that CGI tiger is real, like the the pain that he displays when Shiva dies is heartbreaking. Yeah, the performance is fantastic. Yeah, <clears throat> Kari Payton is very talented. Um, we also have the the well. Uh, drink from the well replenish the well which is sort of a more benevolent system of what was in theory going on at grady memorial um they had that same kind of like you have to earn your way or like pay back what you take kind of thing but for ezekiel that's more of a an ebb and flow and not a strict calculation like it was with uh, with grady yeah I think Ezekiel, too, <clears throat> bounces back well because he rebuilds the kingdom, you know? Mm-hmm. Him, Jerry Carroll, um, they, st- you know, I mean, I think he he ship- shifts the verbiage 
um, from having people call him. I mean, Jerry's always going to call him that, but everybody else, I think, just calls him, you know, King Ezekiel, but not your majesty anymore. He's like, no, just call me Ezekiel, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so he overcomes the fear of losing his people or asking them to fight for what's theirs. I think his hesitation to get into the war and then losing those people. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes him a while to accept that, you know, it wasn't like you gave an order and they followed it. You gave them options and they made choices. But he did, he did a really good job at also giving them courage. Absolutely. Right? And that man can give like a pop talk. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean. He can like, you know, he can, he, He's always speechifying and and things, and he always makes people feel like they can do anything. And that's one of one of his strengths as a character. He he's really good at uh, public relations mm-hmm. and helping people find the strength within themselves. Absolutely. There's his whole relationship with Carol, where she's she is an untamable creature. Like you you cannot cage Carol. That's nope. And he doesn't try, but they build this relationship on mutual respect and him, you know, genuinely seeing her, you know, that the whole uh, don't bullshit a bullshitter thing. He he knows exactly who Carol is and really opens up to her more than anybody else. He like takes the mask off. I mean, is <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking about this like this, but Ezekiel loses Shiva and then Carol kind of becomes like his cat. <laughs> and like I don't mean it to be like we're just like in a metaphorical way. Like you said, she can't be tamed. She needs to go when she needs to go and come back when she needs to come back. But being with him and is her it's, choice. And she, it's her choice. Yeah. yeah. You know, she chooses him as opposed even though he chooses her too, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But and she feels safe around him. Yeah. Because she lets her hair grow. Yeah. Which it's kind of like a cat, you know, giving you their belly to scratch. Yeah. yeah. They don't do that for it. people that they don't trust, you know, or a situation they don't trust. Oh, and the, um, the scene with Daryl and Shiva when he's like, you know, well, a guy with a tiger can't be all bad. And uh, Oh, I love it because Shiva lets him hang out right there yeah. in the cage. Because she yeah. senses that, you know, on an instinctual level, because she's a tiger, um, Daryl mm-hmm. can be trusted. Yeah. And Daryl sort of realizes that he can trust Ezekiel because this tiger does. <laughs> it's a very interesting scene. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's true when there's an animal involved with two people, depending on how the animal acts with that person it is almost like an allowance to mm-hmm. to let yourself go okay i did feel this way but if the animal feels this way then all right cool you know let's give it a go yeah it's like everybody loves that feeling when uh somebody's cat comes up and rubs on them and their person is like they never do that they hate everybody yep yep and <laughs> yeah, that's the truth <laughs> My my cats are are like that, and uh, my my brother in law moved down here a few years ago, and so uh, he came over to hang out one day, and I was like, oh, the cats, <laughs> and no, they like laid next to him. I was like, what <laughs> is this? I was like, 
okay. I mean, I'm not mad about it, but I just thought it was going to be go a different whole kind of way, yeah. you know? Because <laughs> they don't like it. It's that thing that you have no idea until it's actually happening. Uh huh. When Carol says, uh, when she's like trying to leave and he's like, what about this and this? And like, you know, giving her the whole backstory and everything. And uh, she says, why do you care? And Ezekiel says, because it makes me feel good. That just yeah. felt very strength card to me of like, why do you do the things that you do? Because it's fulfilling to me. Yeah. It gives me a sense of purpose and joy. Yeah. And that world that they live in, you need people to live for that, for for joy. Yeah. You know, and happiness as opposed to just surviving somehow. Yeah. And he always has that. I mean, the and yet I smile. Yeah, I, mean, I could just riff about Ezekiel and not even tie it to the card. <laughs> uh, he's one of my absolute favorite characters. Mine too. It's just, it's exactly that. He brings me joy. Yeah. And it, like we said, it's like that instinctual level. It's like you don't automatically get Ezekiel equals strength card. He's a spark of sunshine that everybody needs in their life. Like if you don't have an Ezekiel type person in your life, go find you one. Yeah. Yeah, make you smile, make you laugh, entertain you. What I mean, and genuinely show compassion and love and all that kinds kinds of things. We we all need yeah. that, and give you that pep talk when you need it. Oh, those are the best to know that somebody's like in your corner. Yeah, and not and not yes man you to death either. It's yeah. like, like legit real heart to heart conversation pep talk. You know, like mm-hmm. you no, know, you know if you're messing up or something. They tell you in a very uh, compassionate way that helps you to see it in a different way so that you could, like, move. I love those kinds of talks. Those are so great. You ever fought before? You've seen me fight. Before this. The dead. A marauder in the woods once. You fought him? Yes. Me... Than Sheba. I have trained for a very long time. And I've continued from long before this till now. And I've practiced for days on end. I am ready to become what I must. To become? Yes. To will myself into what I must be. I was a zookeeper. I was meek. Those weekend matinees, those nights. And then at work, a 500-pound tiger needed my help. And as she bled, I did not just leap into her enclosure. I was not seized by any deep-seated instinct. They were only a few seconds that passed, but I deliberated. I thought about doing it, weighing the risk of approaching such a beast. And I thought about not doing it. I stood there considering who I'd be in either iteration. And I decided I wanted to be the one who leapt. 
so many years later. Benjamin was the one who told me what I already knew but couldn't hear. If you're asked to be the hero, be the hero. I'm now ready. Finally. I've deliberated. I've made the decision on who I will be. Was it easier for you? Or have you always been this way? This strong? This brave? Or did you decide to be who you are today? I decided. Just like you. But life decided some things, too. It does. It will. Consciously deciding who you want to be and harnessing your, your instinct and your emotion and your thought and owning it, you know, being comfortable enough with all aspects to um, embrace the whole. Yeah. Uh, deciding to be a hero, I think that's a good segue into um, maybe some of the some of the other characters. Because mm, yeah, strength strength card for me. All these characters are survivors. You know, the oh ones for sure. That ultimately, you know, even even if they've passed away a, a, along the lines, at some point or another, you know. Um, they were survivors. They were somebody's hero. Mm-hmm. And I think there can sometimes be this idea that a hero has to, has to, the word hero carries this grandiose connotation behind mm-hmm. it. But heroes can be unsung heroes. They can be unwilling heroes. <laughs> They can be unwilling heroes, and the act, the the choice to be a hero, can come in small acts of courage. Mm-hmm. For example, when Gabriel makes a like when he figures out the bullets, he's trying to jack up the bullets. Mm. When they're um, basically everybody's out of bullets, they're trying to get Eugene to make bullets. Gabriel's there. Gabriel doesn't knows that these bullets are going to be used against Rick and everybody. So he mm-hmm. tries to sabotage creating the bullet. And with him m- making that small act, it gives Eugene the idea mm-hmm. that he can make this one little change while appearing to follow the guidelines. Um, it took that that little act of courage, and that was the hero moment. When all those guns backfired on those saviors, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and in in that case, we have Gabriel as an unsung hero and an unwilling participant to be the enemy, <laughs> and Eugene choosing a side, yeah, making that commitment. And and because he was on the inside, he was able to play for the you know Team Rick mm-hmm. and really save the day.
And because he hadn't really made the decision to do it up until that point, he had the trust because he didn't have any ill intent until then. Yeah, he never had any ill Ill intent, but I think um, he didn't even have the idea. Like he's just, you know, like you said, let other people drive drive his trajectory up Mm -hmm. until that small little moment. And then it was just like... I remember sc- screaming at the TV when all those guns backfired and everyone was like, Because yeah! <laughs> he's so annoying up until that point, truth be told. Yeah, you get so angry character. with Eugene so many times. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so, you know, so there was a couple of hero moments for those two characters, you know. Um, I was going to jump into um, from that Jesus who doesn't recognize his own strength and ability to be a leader. And other people are like, we all see this. We would like you to be in charge. And he kind of reluctantly takes some responsibility, but it also is like, it's not for me because he knows himself well enough to know that that's not what he wants. That he he can do better helping Maggie be in charge yeah definitely and 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 even when he decides to take the prisoners Mm -hmm. of war yeah because that ultimately fell on jesus um he made that choice he changed it up slightly because helps maggie Mm -hmm. um like like i mean it's just exactly what you said it helps maggie in that moment it's not helpful for the particular like events that are taking place Mm -hmm. but as a person it helps her to like remind herself and remember that what are we actually fighting for here? Yeah. You know, because Alden ultimately becomes a really important person for the hilltop. Yeah. Um, after things are said, you know, said and done. And hey, not for not for a hot minute, I thought they were gonna get together. <laughs> when I first watched the show, I was like, is Maggie and Alden gonna get together? <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah i mean that i think that was a small hero moment uh jesus to maggie you know mm-hmm. kind of thing i was i was just gonna broad stroke it and just say i mean there's so many little freaking moments where somebody saves somebody's ass and anytime somebody saves somebody's ass that to me is a hero moment yeah you know or even um putting them back on a different path. You know, when they start heading off in the wrong direction, leaning a little too hard into um, the instinct without the thinking things through and the sort of, you know, taming yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a lot of characters helping to to bring people back to their moral center, you know, like Daryl and Merle. Because Merle does kind of come around towards the end, like right, right before he dies. Oh God! Oh my God! Daryl breaks my heart when he finds Merle oh. as a walker. I I was choking up. I was, yep. I was like, like just oh, as you God. were starting to get your shit together. Seriously, I'm weak. I'm crying. <laughs> oh man, Michonne. Michonne shows a lot of self-discipline. Mm, yeah. 
I was trying to think like of an example. The the more the more recent one that came up was when she wanted to see for herself that the um the savior compound was the sanctuary mm-hmm. was surrounded by the zombies or yeah. the I keep calling them zombies. They're not zombies in The Walking Dead, y'all. I'm sorry. It's probably I'm making myself annoyed, so I apologize. Um, she wanted to see for herself, um, and then they go, and she's still weak from the previous, you know, mm-hmm. battle that she was in. Rosita goes with her, and then she chooses to not go forward with. Yeah, I mean, she's that. she's sitting in the passenger seat next to Daryl when she finally makes the decision. Like, she's ready to go before she's like, I can't do it. And Daryl's yeah. like, then you shouldn't. Because, and she said it too. Actually, that might be a good quote to stick in here. Yeah. Because it's, she says, um, we're always doing something. We did do something. This is the plan. We just need to trust. Yeah. Which is an instinctual, I mean... It's an instinctual thing, but when there's a waiting period, yeah. the instinct can feel faulty, and it feels like you know, something else needs to be done. But she's trusting that that situation, yeah. without any tampering, will work out. Um, and, it, and that comes from experience, because Rosita does the same thing, where she's like, I had to make the wrong choice and do the knee-jerk reaction thing in order to learn not to do the knee-jerk reaction thing. And maybe that's what you guys need, is to just do the thing to figure out why you shouldn't have done the thing. Yeah. I I know we talked about... Ga- you know, I feel like I keep, we keep bringing up Gabriel a lot, too. Yeah. Um, his early-on character is kind of like the scaredy-cat yeah, you know the definitely. the cat aspect, uh, the coward kind of thing. Um, yeah, you can just Nicholas, picture like hissing at everybody. Yeah, <laughs> or I mean, you know, just hiding. You know, finding a corner to hide in. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, more like jumpy and unsure, and um, yeah, he's very and, judgy uh, at the beginning of it, and it takes. You know, seeing things before he's kind of like judge? judgy. Judgy, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. He has this idea mm-hmm. of you know where he stands morally, and then it, he has to really wait. That's not actually how I have behaved. I should probably right. take a look at my own choices before I go judging other people's, which is pretty funny coming from a priest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then there's this really great line that he has about finding the strength or will to save themselves mm-hmm. when the walkers, when the tower falls and we have that really major big herd scene and everybody has to yeah. literally fight off all the walkers. Um, so he comes around, which is, yeah. which is great. Gabriel. We've been praying together, praying that God will save our town. Our prayers have been answered. God will save Alexandria because God has given us the courage to save it ourselves. 
and uh, coming around it also involves you know him figuring himself out it's not just the outer stuff it's like dealing with his own shit really you know taming himself yeah i think when we were referencing him uh having like this escape escapism tendency early on mm-hmm. i think that moment when he said we've been praying and praying and praying and we found the will encouraged to do what we're asking for ourselves Mm -hmm. i think that's when he hits his stride in understanding what he needs to do instinctually and what his role is going to be uh as part of the as part of the community as part of the team Mm -hmm. and i think that that's the moment when he comes into his own because then we get scary gabriel later on where he is just ruthless like (laughs) whoa <laughs> you know what i mean i mean it takes a little bit of a while for it to even for him to get to that point but he yeah. does reach that 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 scary peak like rick gets there at some point yeah um a couple of different characters get to that really scary point for a second and you're like, oh, you know and yeah, morgan does that a couple of times more yeah definitely um if we continue with the cowardy, the cowardice um, theme for like a reverse strength kind of thing. Gregory. We have, uh, okay, I was going to say Nicholas just real fast. Because oh, for sure. He's well, he is just like the the worst kind of coward. Yeah, because he you doesn't know. realize that he's a coward. Like that's, the, he, he thinks that he's strong and prepared and. It isn't ready to accept that, no, you are terrified. Yeah. And 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 Glenn calls him on that. He puts mm-hmm. the mirror up to him and he doesn't like it and therefore he tries to kill Glenn. Yeah. Which I would think is kind of like that ego uh, response. Mm-hmm. Like an egocentric Definitely. response. For sure. But now Gregory... We can continue. We can talk about him for a hot minute. No, he just he, he doesn't can't even make a real leadership decision because he doesn't have control of himself. If you can't control yourself, you can't possibly run anything. He doesn't even know how to kill a walker. I know, and he, but he tells people that he did. Yeah, he did for a long time. And then Maggie's Maggie, out there. Yeah, Maggie spills the beans. <laughs> Well, and it's not even that because you're watching that scene. She's pregnant. Um, she's out there trying to plant a tree. She says, watch my back for any walkers. Yeah. Right? He's looking, you know, they're giving it to us. He's looking at her like he's going to try to kill her. Yeah. The walker comes. He can't even kill the walker. Yeah. And then you get the 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 full picture of uh, Gregory's character, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and then it was so funny because those people were walking by. <laughs> and she's like, it's his first time. He's learning. <laughs> and they're like, that's not what he told us. Right. And meanwhile, he's been leading these people for who knows how many years. Well, and they or make a much- comment about, like, that's the first time that he's been outside the walls. Right. Yeah. Like, so- you've let other people protect you rather than taking care of yourself. And then trying to trying to be a leader in a group of people that like are clearly more experienced than you are. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. have his whole, when, uh, when Spencer's like, Hey, or um, 
I'm sorry, what's his name? Uh, Negan's right-hand man. Simon? Simon. There we go. Um, yeah. When Simon is, like, there and just the way that he cowers to Simon, like, immediately, like, you have more strength than I do. I am weak and will listen to you. I will follow whatever you tell me to do. And, like, going off running to the sanctuary because, well, Maggie's going to be in charge now and it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fucking Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love yeah, Xander Berkeley was... so much. Like, he just does such yeah. a phenomenal job with that character. Yeah, he does. I, I, yeah, he's, like, floundering all over the place. <laughs> You know, um, it we didn't bring him up, I don't think, in the chariot card, but he also does that that playing the both sides to his bet, you know, to his mm-hmm. oh my god, it's comparable to Eugene, yeah, um, because he's dealing with the saviors and then he's dealing with Rick's team, and they're all very kind of force forceful, but yeah, no, Gregory was high, like you said, he he hasn't left the walls. He's been inside the hilltop the whole time, the same way that Gabriel was inside the church. Um but I think it's different because like Gregory had to have known what he was sending his people out to do. Well and like taking Maggie's offer to deal with the the satellite station before they realized that it was, you know, a small part of what was going on. And then as soon as that doesn't work out the way that they had intended, he's like, I don't know you. That never happened. You've never been here. Just like distances himself, like washing my hands of the whole thing had nothing to do with me. Yeah, I think even up to the very end of his character, he just doesn't have a spine. No. And he amazing that he survived as long as he did. That's the truth. He, um, I don't know if manipulative is the right word. Maybe cunning. Yeah, but it's 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 not as thought through as as that. You know, like it's <clears throat> no, it's very immediate, like a very for a, a very immediate result. Yeah, you know. Yeah, there's um, no plan involved. <laughs> you know. But he never gets his own hands dirty. He always wants, some, like you said, somebody to do the dirty work for him. Mm-hmm. And right, I will cower to anybody with more power or who seems to have more power, except Maggie, because that he it hurts always, his pride. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. It has to be. You know, I, I don't know what it is about her, but he just can't. He just can't with her. He, you know, it's like. She's running things. She's been running things. And he still talks to her crazy. (laughs) And I'm just like, this guy. And then he gets to a point where she, and then her power begins to be, you know, come more solidified and firm. And then he has um, the one guy to go try and kill her. Mm -hmm. He can't even do it himself. He's such a punk. He's a wimp. Okay, he's a wimp. <laughs> <laughs> he's a coward. Oh my God, Gregory. Oh, and then when when um when Maggie puts the prisoners of war inside that pen inside the hilltop, <laughs> and she sticks Gregory in there, he is in 
tears. He practically just drops his whole body on the floor. They have to drag him and then he's crying. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. And I remember um, I was just like screaming at the scream. I was like, you're right. That's exactly right. You didn't do anything. What's the, the Negan quote about, did we wear our poopy pants today? That's <laughs> that's where he is right there. Because he is yeah, pooping oh his my pants. God. Oh my God. He, yeah, he's, oh my God. He just, Oh, I like to complain about this character. That's that's, the truth. That's the Uh, magic of Xander Berkeley. Every time you see him, you're just like, I hate you. You're such. He does so great. Oh, (laughs) I mean, I don't, I I can't think of anybody who's more just like who, who characterizes the (coughs) reverse aspect of, of the strength card here uh, in the show. That's perfect. (laughs) Cause he's around for a really, really long time. Yeah. An annoyingly long time. Like by the time, annoyingly, he, by the time yeah. he's finally gone, you're like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I think that Dwight has a good sense of um, that he's a strong character. So when we first meet him, his image is very almost cowardly, mm-hmm. like. You know, because they give they give him in context of like Negan and Negan's reign and how he's being treated. So we get almost like this. Um, I don't know. It's the way that they portray the, the character. Um, and you think he's maybe more one of the more weaker of the. The guys um, in his camp. And he turns out again without Dwight, this little small things that he took the courage to do while he was in there um he became the hero he just feeding them information that panned out able to systematically knock out the savior's regime Mm -hmm. because uh dwight um playing this this long game yeah i mean the strength to get through all of that to make those decisions and to pretend to be one of the saviors when you're it's not in you that's not who you are anymore right it's not who he ever wanted to be you know he was just in a terrible circumstance you know so um so i love um dwight's character in terms of of that and it took a lot of people for 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 them to actually win the all-out war Mm -hmm. with a lot of small Small things that added up to something mm-hmm. humongous. Um, but D- Dwight's strength of, of character, like his resilience, is it, it's like an understated strength, you know? Mm-hmm. A quiet, a quiet conviction because yeah. he's not as boi- not very boisterous and things like that. It's hard because I want to talk about every character and every yeah. I mean, there's at least one instance for every character of like, oh, that's your strength moment. Yeah, or overcoming a fear or, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. willing something out of a tight situation, all of it, you know. Nobody got a house cat up in there? No. <laughs> um, Daryl ends up with dog. Yeah. And I know there's a cat on the strength card, but it's another aminal. Yeah. It's a fur baby, so it counts. Dog counts. <laughs> woof woof. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, I, oh, you know, okay, I do have one more thing. The the integration of animalistic energies. Let's talk about let's talk about this keyword for a moment. It popped into my mind how alpha adapted to mm-hmm. the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Now she said, this is basically the new normal, the Walker situation. Yeah. And so I'm going to adapt my lifestyle to work with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's pretty, you know, that's what her instinct gave her to try to figure out like how to survive and how to stay alive. She has a very instinctual nature. She's not, I mean, she, she plans, but the original seed of those ideas comes from instinct. Yeah. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to, yeah, definitely comes from instinct observing the world around her Mm -hmm. and making the choices to adapt in this way. But it is pretty, and and you know, if you call somebody an animal, it's like you're an animal, like <laughs> not fur baby, but like you know, just a wild animal kind of. And um, this is this is kind of the instinct that Alpha is living out, and she says, "Well, this is how the world is." And again, there's that moment where she tells the one whisper chick to leave her baby in the field. Yeah. That baby is crying. And that is pretty she's an animal for making her do that. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the animalistic. Like she's just thing given up sit- on her her own humanity. Yeah, yeah. That that part, that part. It is just like ugh. Well, and then on the flip side but, of that, we have um Denise and the wolf where she just kind of shows him like it, you don't have to do this it doesn't have to be like this we can care about each other i can help save yeah. you and you can help save me and then he ends up sacrificing himself to save her he does he was her hero in that moment yeah a split mm. second decision that was based on instinct yeah and it's fun because in this in this show it's just like wait the animal listening you know what theme we didn't really cover like the lust oh yeah Kind of, you know, so, you know, I, I know I brought up alpha because I was just thinking about, like, the word animal. But really, she has, like, the polar opposite instinctual thing for life. Because really, the strength card, um, I'm just thinking about, like, Leo and its relationship to the sun and all that. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it's about life. Yeah. And 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 lust, the instinctual nature to procreate, yeah, is about the forward motion of life, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's that vital energy. Yes, yes. So basically, we could probably—I mean, if we wanted to—but basically, you know, people are out here having babies, starting to have babies now. Like that's what's happening mm-hmm. in terms of the show, you know. Oh, there's the when Negan shows up. Um, to take down Alexandria and he's talking to to Rick and he says something about, you know, the um, about the satellite stations and how that they took everything down. And he's like, there was a baby in one of them. What happened to that baby? And it's like, that's Gracie. She's fine. Just because you yeah. would have done something wrong doesn't mean Rick is going to. Right. You know, that idea of uh, not being able to see other how other people might handle things or how you might handle things differently 
because you're so stuck in your your own shit. Yeah. Like, if you don't have your own stuff under control, you can't possibly understand how other people have it. That's the truth. What you were saying, some about Hercules or oh yeah, the uh, the scene with uh, Rick at the dump when he's fighting the the Walker creature thing with like all the spikes, and uh, that just reminded me of the older versions of the strength card that have uh, Hercules, and that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And again, Rick is just like, okay, well, I'm going to use this Walker like a weapon then. Yeah. And yeah. that's how he gets out of the dump. Yep. Oh man, he the 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 instinct and the strength that Rick shows during that scene. Yeah. You didn't have to think he's been deprived of probably of like f- enough food and water. He's been locked up, he's naked. Uh, I mean, he got boxes on, but like he's practically naked, so he's weak, he's tired. He don't really know what's going on. Heavily outnumbered. They shoot at him. And he barely just gets out of the way in time. But he's oh, so man. in control of himself that he's like, yes. I can get myself out of here. Yes. And she and he still gives Jadis a, a, like a, this little bit of a chance. I'm yeah. going to leave here. And you got two choices now. You should just go. Like, you should just leave out of here. And she should have listened to him. Mm-hmm. Because... I'm not there yet, but I'm pretty sure the next time I see them, Simon's going to show up. And there's going to be... Yeah, either, but I think you're right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He told her what is happening, and she just did it for whatever reason. But meanwhile, she's fascinated by Rick. Mm Mm-hmm. She senses that strength. She totally respects it. She's just like, I'm just not sure I understand it. And she's trying to understand it. Okay, the the strength in me and the 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 self uh, <clears throat> discipline in me right now is wanting to go the hell out the door because Jadis is acting like she's stupid when she's not. Yeah, you know she has basically has military experience, so she has to. Why is she playing such a hard ball game at this point with him? He's like trying to bring her picture. Here's evidence. You just need to be on my side yeah. and just work with me. No, you just really have to be working with Negan this whole time. Well, those people, that that community are actually pretty cowardly too. Mm-hmm. We, um, we not take, we don't Jadis. Yeah, like we're, we're not yeah. even going to fight for the things that we need to survive. We're going to wait for somebody else to fight for them and then we're just going to steal them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then... Because after he leaves the, the dump, they all go with him to the sanctuary. Oh, my and God. Was the all turn around and run. And they run away. I was like, <laughs> do what? I was yeah, like, why is look Rick on even... Rick's face like, I probably should have seen that coming. Yeah. He was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, it's like, why? Basically, he saw it coming. And why, why bother? Why am I even, why am I still bothering? Yeah. That's the other thing for me with Rick too. I, like, think, I think I think Jadis and Rick fascinate each other. Like they are, they want to understand each other and are just like, I don't get you. 
I think that's part of why her <laughs> she wants to sculpt him. She's like, maybe if I understand the outer form, I can get a better idea of what's going on inside his head. She's a trip, yo. Jadis, man. Jadis, yo, I don't even understand. And that's the thing, too. Yeah, right up at the she's end like, when she's like, I, uh, he's like, you can have this and this, absolutely not to this, this, or this. And she's like, uh, I can sculpt you without the boxers. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, she's... Uh, she is something I else. She is something else. She's like she's like an outdoor cat. Yes. You, just, <laughs> you don't know if she's going to swing at you, if she's going to like rub up on your leg. Like it's just The fact that the first sculpture okay. of hers that we see is a cat. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And Michonne steals it. <laughs> oh yeah, and Michonne loves her cat sculpture stuff, her cat things. Love that. All right. I think we nailed it. <laughs> yeah, are you are you done with your points now? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I also don't have anything else. So, uh, question for you to consider. You can feedback it. You can journal it. All that fun stuff. Uh, we want you to contemplate how your biggest strength can also be your greatest weakness, and or what you consider your greatest weakness, um, how that actually can be turned into a strength. Um, also, let us know any other insights or moments in the show that we might have missed on this episode. We look forward to hearing from you. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when we upload a new episode. And we could be found on all of uh, your podcatchers out there. Um, additional information on this episode can be found on our website, tarotnerds.com, in case you want a quick reference to the topics discussed. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter as well. Next episode, we will be discussing the hermit. Uh, and so we hope you found this episode insightful and fun. Thank you for listening to TV and Tarot Talk. No matter where you are, don't forget to take some time out of your week to... Chill, Chill. Chat, chat, and, and tarot. tarot. Catch you on the next episode. Peace. Say bye, Meg. Bye. Walker actually has a name. Uh, Winston? I'm trying to... Yes! That's it. (laughs) Is it Winston or Wilson? Oh, I have it somewhere. (laughs) Wilson the Walker. Is it Wilson? Wait. Winston. I have it written. No, Winslow. 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 That's it. That's it. That's the one. (laughs) Winslow. Winslow the Walker. Yeah, that is a gnarly walker. 